Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the Republican National Convention continues, and I continue to be incapable of watching anything like that, Democrat or Republican. But when I do catch the occasional snippet on my serious Fox headline news, I'm usually pretty <laughs> cringy over it. Today, I heard Pence in his absolute monotone, least charismatic person in politics, in my opinion. Cotton Hill would actually be an improvement. He said, all I heard was something like, in this battle against socialism, or if the Democrats win, we'll have socialism. And I just, I could, I could, I can't, I'm not sure whether I should laugh or cry when I hear nonsense like that, because... The battle for a, a just and free ideology in this country is so far gone. We have socialism. We have fascism. We have financial capitalism. We have cronyism. What we do not have is liberty and free market entrepreneurship. When he said, he said his last time he spoke, he said, freedom and free markets are on the ballot. No, they're not. They are not on the ballot. That's not what's happening. Trump signed over. He is, he has presided over the, largest deficit in history, $4 trillion for this fiscal year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same next fiscal year. That is socialism. It is redistributing wealth. That's what it is. And maybe the taxes aren't up right now. And Trump has said, oh, don't elect Democrats. They'll raise your taxes and then everything will just fall to pieces. As Ron Paul always says, the taxes are the spending the only difference is that you're putting it off on people who are not voting on it. It's You're just pushing it to taxation without representation. You're spending the money and the future is paying the taxes. Your ch children are paying the taxes. It's, it's intergenerational wealth transfer. It's so many things, so many things. But one thing it isn't is saving us from socialism. Well, I think that's eventually going to become communism. I think socialism and communism is going to merge together with the China threat, and we're going to connect it all to the NBA. It's fascism, and, though, and really. The pockets of, I know, I'll but tell you why. the Communist I'll Party tell you of why. China is what they're called. So even I understand, if it is fascist. I want to tell you what the, what I'm, what the actual ideology that – it's not even ideology. The situation – the difference is with communism, you would actually declare the ownership at the government level. And if you want to get insanely rich by siphoning that money off the top, you have to hide it. You have to hide that money. And it's – and you could get in trouble. But what they have, this corpo-governmental continuum, this fascism on a scale, it's the same in China as it is here, from what I can observe, that what you're really talking about is people getting fantastically wealthy by government contracts, by bribing, by having lobbyists set regulatory standards that that that's why big tech lobbies for these visas, high skilled worker visas, because they don't want to pay us who have to pay for our own schooling. It's if if Twitter and Facebook and Google and all those guys got seed money from the Department of Justice and those 
puppets, those lifetime actors get fantastically wealthy for doing their bidding. That's what I'm talking about. I don't actually, to be honest, communism would be an improvement, in my opinion, over this insidious corpo governmental deep state from left to right continuum. I don't think anybody who actually seeks communism the, or from the organizers or the people seeking power from their standpoint ever intend to actually implement communism. I think it's a vehicle they use to concentrate their power because the Marxist appeals, the oppressor versus the oppressed is, is, is universally worked to mobilize people for hundreds of years. And I think that's one of the. So it's purely the propaganda side of the equation. Yeah, I think so. I, I think maybe they're just true believers. There's people who are involved in the movement. They believe it, but they're getting bamboozled by the people who are organizing them. Power seekers. Who, who were we talking about yesterday where they were there where the idea of Marxism? Oh, it was that chick who was uninvited from the RNC who sent that tweet out. That said, oh, what, read this thread if you want. It was like this anti-Semitic screed, 75 tweets long of every possible conspiracy theory ever. And one of them was the Marxism, communism, Obama, Valerie Jarrett uh, protest riot thing going on right now. As if Obama and Valerie Jarrett and a bunch of Marxists, which they are self-declared are behind the scenes creating all this stuff. So that part of the dialectic is actually what Pence is feeding off of. So it is all of a piece. I'm with you there. I will disagree that Pence is not charismatic. I think Pence is very charismatic when he's in his element or when he, Mm -hmm. I think that when he speaks on behalf of the president, I think he knows his role and he plays his role as the boring vice president. Mm. I think he does it on purpose. I've seen him speak in other capacities that haven't been as well publicized. And he is a different speaker altogether. Really? He's very, very Like Stacey Abrams. Yeah. He's a good storyteller. But yeah, he was droning on and it was boring last night. I wanted to bang my head against my desk. It was very hard to watch. <laughs> he spent you got to first- wait and do it on double speed later. Really, that's not enough. There's no speed yeah, yeah. that is enough. We need we need double we, we need Mike Pence on double speed. We need him to do it on some double speed. speed, double double speed, and maybe on speed. Help. <laughs> he spent the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes, really, of the speech thanking his family members, his mom, his daughter, his daughter's fiance, his other daughter's fiance. Just I no felt like way. we were just at a family reunion. Everybody was socially distanced. This speech, if anything, shows what an impact a live audience has. There was over 100 people in the audience. They were socially distanced, but you could hear them cheering, reacting to the the, the pause moments, the clap moments that you didn't have in the other speeches. It really is such a different feel to a speech. But Pence, I thought his speech was pretty much cookie cutter and boring. He did make he did say the line about if you're tearing down statues, that's not free speech. And those who do it will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And we warned people about that, that they are watching and they're going to arrest people who did that. And they have been doing that. And he did make that comparison that Biden says law enforcement is systemically racist, while Pence says you don't have to choose between supporting cops and supporting the African-American community. You can do both, which I completely agree with that point. And. He he had the great line, which I know you'll disagree with. Their agenda is based on control. Ours is based on freedom. That is how he talks. Uh, Yeah, it's totally not. 
Yeah. It's completely not. Although they act like, I mean, they're they're acting, everybody on both sides is acting like Trump is the one who's kind of against masks because he doesn't wear a mask, but he's facilitating masks. It's patriotic yeah. to wear masks now. There were a few other speakers that caught my attention. One said something that you're going to like, I believe. His name oh. is Jack Brewer. He's a former NFL player and a professor. He's a black guy. He was promoting Trump. He was defending Trump's actions that he's done, things he's done for the African-American community. And one thing he said was, we are not as divided as our politics suggest. At some point, for the sake of our children, the policies must take priority over the personalities. Whoa. That's right up your alley. Uh, You said that. How did he get away with that? His speech was concise and it was powerful. He said a lot of good things. Don Lemon had a panel on, and I could not find the whole show. They've been taking, they haven't been putting all of CNN shows on YouTube anymore. You can only find clips right now. Even I just random read something about that. Yeah, it's weird. Did you read about that, or did you? No, I noticed. Observe it. Yeah, I I just read something about it. And Don Lemon had this panel on, and one of them was an African American girl. I think she was a liberal. I didn't get to see her introduction because I couldn't find the rest of the clip. I could only see the little interaction they had, but. Don Lemon shows part of the clip of Jack Brewer speaking because he was just going through each speaker, showing like a, a quick snippet and then coming back and they'd say, oh, this is terrible because he shows the clip of this guy and he comes back and he has nothing to say and he just starts going, <laughs> he just starts laughing and throwing his hands up. So that was his <laughs> argument really? to what Jack Brewer said was to laugh wow. and throw his hands up. And then when he went to the panel, he shifted the topic to, to another speaker and this girl she jumped in and said i want to say something about what jack brewer said and she pointed out this very line right here she said he she said he actually had a lot of compelling things to say he was telling them that you don't have to vote for democrats just because you're an african-american similar to what kanye said and then she quoted this line right here and she very much was yes they can vote for the policies they can instead of trump and don lemon he short-circuited. He, he was really? so... And, and Chris Cuomo was also on the panel. You could see both their faces go, what does what she say? Is she, she was really a girl? saying this right now? Do what? She was a girl? Yes. She wasn't a professional? Yeah, no, she was a professional. I, sorry, say girl. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm just trying to understand, like, who, who she was She was a commentator. Person? I don't know her name because I couldn't find the rest of the clip. That's what so I was she was invited by them as yes. a professional. She, was a, she wasn't she's a, just somebody in the audience. No, no, it's a CNN panel. It's a, a discussion panel. She's a political analyst, and I'm pretty certain that she's a Democrat. And she was complimenting him on his speech because it was a good speech. And she was giving him credit for saying the policies must be more important than the personalities because everything's been so focused on personalities. And Don Lemon, he yeah, no, I got gotcha. completely. Of course. He didn't know what to say. And then he asked her her to defend it. And she was like, well, I'm not here to defend Trump. I'm just saying she's I'm just saying this. And then she listed off. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Right. She must have been quite young because she She wasn't properly. Very pretty. Also very pretty. Yeah. African-American chick. Yeah. All right. So we have to find out her name because she'll either get her head right, you know, get her mind right. Might not see her on CNN again. Or Right. You'll see her on Fox. But she'd only be on Fox if she was an idiot. Lemon. No, I don't mean everyone on Fox is an idiot, but you only get the opposing viewpoint on your show. Or maybe not. I like Juan Williams. He's like the liberal on Fox. I, I take that back. That's what CNN does. I don't think that Fox does that. Yeah. 
Fox does it a little bit too. Puts and, the idiot. The liberal is the idiot. I feel yeah. like they want the liberal to look smarter than the conservatives because they're the controlled opposition. Yeah, they they do. Well, Tucker Carlson does it all the time. Tucker Carlson brings the dumbest person. Oh well, he's in. he's got that privileged position of being the guy that everybody really likes. Finally, someone who you know, real conservative, not just a Republican. You know, that's the Tucker Carlson character. Yeah, is like yeah. the hard hitting truth teller who goes against the grain and says what he really thinks, even though his father was literally the top propagandist for the government in this country for one brief amount of time Carlson will be like here with us today to talk to us about the me too movement is cynthia so-and-so and then you know you see this the picture of her come in and she's got big giant crazy hair like yeah, five cats hat. going around and the first thing she says is all men are rapists it's just the craziest person <laughs> you've ever seen as she hands guest. him a pussy hat yeah the pussy hat on she's knitting a pussy hat while she's talking <laughs> to tucker carlson that's but this this woman i shouldn't say girl she's a woman she when don lemon short-circuited he just kind of went on a rambling trying to figure find his words talking and he was just almost robotically going yeah but he, he hates immigrants he's a racist and he was just repeating all the talking points trying to get to somewhere and i'll tell you how she reacted to that right after this What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight, and neighbors is not complying with the mask mandate in Smyrna. They have the the sign on the window there. So if you don't want to wear a mask, or if you do, everyone is welcome. Okay, so Lemon eventually got around to saying, "Well, what what policies? What are you talking about?" And that's when she was said, "Well, I'm, I'm not here to defend him, but he's done criminal justice reform." some work on school choice. She was saying that she thinks that this is what this speaker was referring to when he said policy. She wasn't promoting the policies. She said, I think he was referring to this criminal justice reform, HBCU, school school choice. And then Don Lemon was like, well, uh, well you answered the question perfectly. And then they cut to commercial or the, the video ended. They didn't cut to commercial. The video <laughs> ended right there. Well, it's nice to it, see that. I was very surprised yeah. by that reaction from her. I don't know if I, I mean, that's why I think that we're always we're just getting dumber and dumber and dumber or they their expectations of us is just lower and lower because they have to give us less and less of true critical thinking. And it's just more and more knee jerkery. So I don't know if you want to keep talking about the RNC, but that makes me think of something I did want to. Well, there were there were there's one funny thing. I saw a sign and then a tweet had the same handle, but I saw a bumper sticker that said giant meteor 2020. And then the tagline was just ended already. So they want to vote for giant meteor, (laughs) which I think is funny. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I noticed was yesterday I had tweeted and we had talked about the Hatch Act controversy that they did in in, um, an immigration ceremony on at the RNC, which is a federal procedure, which I actually thought that was kind of out of line. But Pompeo going from Jerusalem, I don't know what he's doing there, probably up to no good, but uh, him broadcasting from there didn't bother me. But 
I had tweeted the article about that from CNN and my commentary was who cares question mark, which I never do because like, what kind of a tweet is that? I kind of hold myself to higher standards, but it was so like dumb. I just thought who cares? And today there was a headline that said from Mark Meadows, I guess Meadows is some, whatever, I forget who he is, but he's in the administration. He was a congressman or senator. And he said, no one outside the Beltway cares about the Hatch Act. That was the headline. Can you believe that? You're on mute. But uh, so it's just funny because I was clearly led to think it, my response was the intended response. When it said, who cares? Who cares? I was meant yeah. to think who cares. And then I started thinking they it must be that That's the when you Democrats, start to question your response right there. When you're like, oh, they want yes, me but, to respond that way. Yes. Yeah. But, but no, that was the that was the response. But why do they want me to respond that yeah. way? And I think what it the tell what what it what it was telling about and i think this is interesting is the the democrats are deliberately not you know it's lose on purpose but their strategies are meant to make it look like they are really desperate but they're but they're but their tactics are stupid and they're not stupid so Hey, do you want to be the guy residing over the next four trillion dollar deficit? Do you want to be the guy who's phase two COVID? Do you would you rather be the opposition right now or the power people? Opposition. You want to be the, the opposition that. Yeah. The activism mentality thrives as opposition. Not as rule. And, yeah. Anger, outrage. Everybody's outraged. Right. So if you can channel that, you don't want to be the one on the defensive. Oh, the president's doing his best he can, and it's a disaster. How great would it be if if Hillary were running this and it was going exactly the same way? People would the right would be totally off the couch. Mm-hmm. They'd be the like opposition. the leftists. I don't know if it would be that extreme. I think the left has a stronger oh, activism so. mentality than the right does. Okay, I don't think there would be riots, but I was at the Obamacare marches. It was people as far as I could see. They were all dressed exactly alike and were completely like they it was so funny because the garbage cans, there was way too much garbage for the garbage cans. And the garbage cans were like people would try so hard to get stuff in the garbage cans. And then I saw before and after of the Obama inauguration and the Obamacare anti-Obamacare marches and it was just a disaster you know yeah. but anyway I think what sorry. I mean is the mentality right now and we played it with those clips and we're seeing it even even more obvious is that violence is being promoted in the activism I agree I don't with think that that's the case with the Obama marches from people on the right I, I didn't see but maybe I missed no it. no I'm saying the opposite I'm saying the activism I think that the right is capable of activism, but you're not going to see violence. That's what that, I mean. That's what I'm Yeah, that you're to. not. Yeah. I agree with you there. The NBA, I'd like to tell you about what happened last evening in the NBA. See, the NBA is, I've been talking about how the only reason sports came back is so they could spread Marxist propaganda. And this is showing to be more true every single day. Last night, or yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks had a game at 4 p.m., a playoff game, game five of their series with the Orlando Magic. But... At 3.55, the Magic were out there doing warm-ups, 
and the Milwaukee Bucks were nowhere to be found, <laughs> prompting the referee to go into the locker room to find the Milwaukee Bucks inside their locker room, boycotting the playoff game in order to protest the shooting of Jacob is it Jacob Black. Is that his name? Blake. Blake. Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. In Kenosha, nice Wisconsin. And first of all, if this is the standard, then the Chicago Bulls are never going to play again if we're protesting shootings. But <laughs> they staged this as though it were a spontaneous thing that, oh my gosh, here's the magic. Where's the other team? Are they really going to boycott a playoff game? And first thought is, wow, are they going to have to forfeit this game? No, of they're course, not. Gonna, that's that would be the cost of that's right, why it would be such a powerful statement. Yeah, right. No. Turns out that they had been planning this behind the scenes with the league. This was something that was in. They had already been talking about doing this with people high up in the league, Adam Silver, and they just made it look like it was spontaneous. The whole league can't. They canceled all the games. It went from a boycott to were so canceling wait, all of and the, the games. Only people who weren't in on it were the Magic. No, the Magic. I'm pretty sure the Magic were also in on it. <laughs> They were all in on it. And they just canceled all the games yesterday. It's Kabuki Theater! Who are they punishing? Who's getting punished by them protesting and canceling their own games? Nobody's getting punished because nobody's watching right now. I have to tell you, I'm not sure about that. Is that true? Are pe- I think Ratings are, are like 40% down. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. All right. So remember, I've been saying why is the Anthony McLean story where he was shot in the back and there is no clear evidence of the gun the cops say he had on him and the cop who shot him, his camera was accidentally off. That absolute clear cut case of a guy running away, getting shot to death in the back. Why did that get no national attention? Anthony McLean. But Jacob Blake did. And there's we speculated on a few possible causes. And I think the thing that we settled on was that because it was not ambiguous, everybody would agree. It would would actually create change rather than conflict. So just to prove that the Jacob Blake thing is meant to do the exact opposite of cause change rather cause conflict is this tweet somebody sent me at Matt Walsh blog. I don't know him, but he's got uh, jillions of followers. Jacob Blake was going for a weapon in the floorboard of his car. DOJ confirms we're done here. Completely justified shooting. The man had a death wish and is lucky to be alive today. If you're turning this man into a martyr, you're a moron and a liar and beneath contempt, period. So... There's your counterpoint, where no one's writing that about Anthony McLean. I have a couple more things to say about that in regards to the NBA right after this. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash propreport for your special offer. And don't forget that they are offering propaganda support, <laughs> propaganda report listeners, a half ounce jar of the stuff I'm hooked on, the ultra sports muscle rub. So use PRP code at checkout, P-R-P-C-O-D-E at checkout. If you spend $50 on CBD products, you want that $20 value free. Uh, go to truehampscience.com slash prop report. They have a landing page for us. And if you are interested 
interested or someone you know is a supporter of the show, is a is uh, on our side, and you want to advertise with us, we really want to build a body of mutual support, kind of mutual support network. And we would love to accept like-minded advertisers. So you can email me at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. So the so NBA, hear, yeah. the NBA mm-hmm. bubble has been nothing but a propaganda machine from day one led by LeBron James, whether he is a true believer or in on it actively promoting the the social justice stuff the marxism that he is cynical cooperator every game every pregame every postgame it's never about the game it's lebron's doing some publicity stunt can i ask you a question is he as good as they say he is as his reputation is he one of the all-time greats yeah he's really good he's not i think jordan was a lot better than him personally but lebron is well that's not yeah lebron is not a killer on the court. Okay. Jordan, Jordan could be a lot better than him and he could still be really great. LeBron James is a fantastic basketball Top five player. of all time? Probably. Okay. All yeah. Right. He, he's great. Jordan has been, has been brought up in the news lately because when Jordan was playing, Jordan didn't dive into the po- political stuff, even though they urged him to. He was They tried to pressure Jordan into making political statements and, and doing a lot of things easy. that LeBron James is doing right now. But Jordan did not do that. He kind of kept he, his nose out of that. And he was so vulnerable. Yeah, he was. He had a lot. Yeah, because his gambling. His father a lot was of other killed stuff. and he had to leave the league. I mean, Jordan that's a was guy a who through sh- and through competitor ice cold in the core i mean he was when he was on the floor the guy was fierce man <laughs> okay, lebron okay. james when he's on the floor he's still promoting social justice right you know it's it's hard to What's, watch just say her name what is that they have to say her name say his name because they want you to say the names of the victims okay, the brianna it's, taylor it's, i think is that yes, one that, that was well, related to yeah. and i don't disagree with that one yeah, yeah that's one that should get more attention it should get more attention i think it's just say the name, like that's weird. But yeah, uh, these are slogans that have been passed down from communist to movement to communist movement for the past hundred years, and this, they're sometimes they're verbatim, sometimes they're slightly modified. Yeah. But LeBron and some others came out and made statements. Apparently, the NBA players are traumatized inside the bubble. They're so traumatized by the oh, yeah. shooting, and they don't even know what happened. Okay, they they did not have any of the details of what actually happened, but they're so traumatized that they talked of canceling the rest of the season. They, they talked, which they Hold backtracked, on. and they they're going right back to playing the games again tonight. So, real nice job, real sacrifice there. It seems like they're like a sequestered jury. I, yeah. And are they being also insulated from the news? That this is exactly what I was about to bring up. <laughs> I was thinking about that same thing. They're in this bubble, quote, you know, they're calling it a bubble where they're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to let people in. So what they've done is they've created a literal physical information halo where they can fuel each other's fears and anxieties and have no outside opinion come in. The opinions going around that bubble are completely controlled by the people who run the NBA at the top, and they are on board with a social justice warrior Marxist messaging. And I think a lot of these basketball pl- players probably legitimately are afraid and anxious and don't know what's going on out in the real world because they're being fed, they're being uh, stovepiped, as you would call it. They're being stove stovepipe yes, information yes. and they're being exposed to only the same uh, radical opinions. I think they're being indoctrinated inside this NBA bubble to be ambassadors wow. of this Marxist message when they leave it. 
So contagion without infection. There they're actually, go. yeah, they're a, they're in a petri dish. You can use all this. They are. So speaking of uh, infections and bubbles and sports, did you see that the Broncos have to walk through a mister? Like they just came in from outer space or something? A mister of oh, yeah, my, microbial. The, the UV light. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah. I think it's an antimicrobial chemical. What is that? I think it's a it's like a hand sanitizer in a mist, which really we are our bodies. I just started. This Everybody's going to smell like a disinfectant all the time. They're going to get sick. I have this fish tank, right? You know, the, the turtle ran away. The turtle crawled slowly away. And I put fish in because I was like, how hard can fish be? Holy crap. I have killed a lot of fish. I'm really sorry. And I tried, I tried, I tried everything, but there's like 10 different things that have to happen. And the first thing, the first time I experienced fish loss was when there wasn't enough bacteria in the tank. There wasn't enough bacteria and the bacteria eats the waste. So if there's enough bacteria, the waste builds up and poisons the fish. So you realize very quickly that megafauna, charismatic megafauna, like stuff that looks like an animal, stuff that is an animal that you can see and that you like, it's really dependent on the biome. And that's, you cannot start just, some tweet pointed this out to me. I wish I had the, could do the recall and always the great stuff I get from sweeps. And you just, that's a, that's a dangerous thing. And, and it's going to make people sick and it's going to reduce. I mean, it's just, it's not cool. It'll cause weird things, infections and everything. And plus, if it's based in alcohol, it's going to mess you up. Yeah, you can turn your mouth to it. And if you want to get a little tipsy before the game, take some disinfectant inside the body. But there's something important I wanted to say about the CDC stuff. So the CDC guidelines are changing. A couple of things they said. You don't have to quarantine anymore. The testing, even if you're in contact, you don't. Wait, I thought they backed up on the testing. I thought they took a step back on that. flopping around today. It became controversial. I didn't look at the latest article. I wanted to mention, though, that I had talked about this when they said the White House was going to start compiling the data before or filtering the data through to the CDC. I said, hey, this is what's going to happen. The CDC is going to start getting weird numbers, bad numbers. They're going to be wrong. They're going to be problems. And they're going to probably do that on purpose. But now they get to blame Trump for it. Give themselves cover, blame him at the same time, but still accomplish their goal of creating confusion and bad information. I could literally find the show where I said that. And that is what is coming down in droves. So we just got off a plane or, you know, within the past two weeks, we were on a plane and people in this community are, they think that you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks if you get off a plane. Like they don't want us out and about. So... I found the CDC thing and I started sending it to people like, hey, the CDC is no longer recommending. And I haven't heard back yet, but I guarantee you, because this is L.A., they're going to come back at me and say, that's just Trump messing things up. So we need to have a higher standard than even the CDC. And this is yet another example of why you cannot trust the government, for any of it, they're, they're demonstrating to you there's a bunch of political nonsense that's corrupting this organization, and it's worse than useless now because it could be leading people astray. And I say, 
just because Fox and CNN are talking about this now doesn't mean it's true. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't always happen anyway. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. It is all a matter of faith. The reason you don't believe it now is because you don't have faith in Trump. The reason you believed it when Obama was in there is because you have faith in Obama. It is 100% a matter of faith. And that is so dangerous. Yeah, that's what they were talking about on the CNN networks last and night. And that's how you get personality over policy. Exactly. Yeah, what were they saying? They, they were saying that clearly Trump is pressuring the CDC and forcing them to make these changes. They, they wouldn't do it on their own. That, that was every that was one of the lead things in every CNN panel and last night. You get confusion and who do you blame for the bad outcomes? And this just feeds their narrative. But I'll tell you, the Dow is up for the year. The greatest devastation, economic devastation in American history, and it's up for the year. What's now, making it go up, you think? Well, I think it's inflation. It's yeah. the, they know that when they double, so all that debt, that $4 trillion of debt is basically, in shorthand, being monetized. The Fed is just making that money. So they're increasing, I think, like the basic money supply by $4 trillion, and then they reduce the bank's loan requirement to zero. So the banks have $4 trillion. And instead of being able to lend 10 times that amount, which they normally are, which would be $40 trillion, which would be a, uh, like doubling or whatever of M2 or whatever, it'd be like many times what we have. They can multiply that $40 trillion by infinity. I did see in the DNC, there's been a lot of themes of this vaccine will be out by the end of the year. This vaccine will flood the market by the end of the year. I wonder if that's impacting it. Oh, definitely uh, expectations of vaccinations and the reopen has been having the major impact on that. But the Fed came out and said that they are no longer targeting a 2% cap on inflation, but a 2% average. So they're actually expecting inflation. Inflation is just a rise in prices due to more money. So if they're doubling the money supply and the Dow's at 30,000 today, it, it's really the equivalent of 15,000 before they double the money supply. And it makes it impossible to to as a, as somebody who wants to retire someday and use that as a way to access capitalism, the fruits of capital, in addition to the fruits of my own labor, it makes it impossible because it disconnects the fundamentals. You can't look at it and say, I think razors, razor blades are a good basic investment that I should get like a few bucks back on, blah, blah, blah. You can't, you have no idea. I can't even, I can't navigate it myself because you just... There's no way to analyze it. It's just, it's really, truly all about the Fed. Yeah. Well, in the patron 15, I am going to tell you about what Elon Musk is going to be apparently doing tomorrow, demonstrating for us tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, can I just interject this? Somebody thanks me for telling them what a diphthong was on the air, and I was wrong. I said it was when two letters make a single sound. It has to be two vowels. Diphthong. Not the first thing that comes to mind when I hear it's that It's a word. great name. It's a great word. Diphthong. It has Makes like, me think of spring break is what dip diphthong. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a great all around word. I'm, I'm not sorry I brought it into the conversation. And yet it's a literary word. It certainly has literary implications. But anyway, it doesn't matter because we use diphthongs whether we know it or not. 
I gotta go change into my diphthong before I go out to the beach. You know, nobody needed that. <laughs> nobody needed that. But if you're gonna do that, stop by the wax kiosk first. And uh, I'm gonna tell you about Katy Perry and her depressing birth announcement via UNICEF. Interesting. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic evening.